Hello, and I welcome each of you to this podcast known as Faith to Live By. As your host, each week I seek to help us consider current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview, because God, the one true God of the Judeo-Christian faith, has created all that exists, and He is intricately involved in the affairs of mankind, not only when it comes to the nations of the world, but for each and every one of us individually. God has created all humanity in His image for the purpose of having relationship with Him, He as our Father, and we as His children. And like any loving parent, when children go astray, God administers His discipline to bring His children back to their senses and lead them out of harm's way. Today's podcast is part two of my interview with Amanda Grace, a well-respected prophetess of God who helps us discern the present times. God is always faithful in guiding and directing His children in a variety of different ways. God speaks to us through creation, through events and circumstances, through His prophets, the servants, and to each of us individually through Bible study, prayer, and the Holy Spirit's inner witness. I'm confident by now the whole world is awakened to the fact that God has been essentially shouting at His people since early 2020 to cause us to realize our serious falling away from Him and into the ways of the world. Amanda speaks of the time since early 2020 as being the first sifting of the church, and she explains we have now entered what is the more intense second sifting. Much has been said recently about the Feast of Purim, which was just celebrated March 6th and 7th of 2023. The reason is because the way God dealt with Haman, the evil leader of the time who plotted to bring great harm and death to God's people, is the same way God is dealing with evil leaders of our day. Just as God used Mordecai and Queen Esther to reveal truth about Haman and his plans to his people of that day, God has been using faithful men and women in our day to reveal truth about the evil leaders and devastating corruption planned against us. Then, as now, as God's people wake up and realize how far they have drifted away from the unadulterated spiritual relationship with God and openly repent, fast, and seek God for his help, God will turn the evil planned against us back on the heads of the enemy. As God continues to expose all manner of evil wherever it exists, people of the world are being given another chance to repent, fast, and declare their allegiance to God and not to the allures and attractions of this world. At this very time, we are being given an opportunity to choose to relate with God and all that is good, right, and true. And as we do, we will see divine reversals just as Haman and his ten sons did, where God will cause our enemies to suffer what they intended against us. Before I share part two of my interview with Amanda Grace, let me point out some significant events God is orchestrating as he sets the stage for our enemies. Through several prophets, God has referred to our monetary systems as evil, explaining it is used by the enemy of God working through willing men to enslave the masses. God's referred to our financial systems as unholy and ungodly, and aligned with the systems of Babylon. God has revealed he plans to allow the enemy to destroy the current systems which God will replace with far better systems that will give his people true freedom and a radical joy, which Amanda explains as an acronym for Justice of Yahweh. This past week, we've learned about the collapse of the Bank of Silicon Valley in California on Thursday and the Signature Bank of New York on Friday. But did you know in December of 2020, The Federal Reserve Bank Board of Governors instructed 15 banks to file an orderly plan of resolution in bankruptcy by December 20, 2021. Learn more about this and see the list of the top 15 banks in America 
using the link in the show notes. After the Silicon Valley Bank in California and the Signature Bank of New York collapsed, over the weekend, three to five additional banks collapsed. And according to David Sachs, as of March 14th, the count of failed banks is 20. But as God's children, we have to understand this is all planned by the banking cartel. And we must have faith in God who has promised to intervene. While government and media try to find blame and reassure us that the banks are protected by the Federal Reserve Bank, God is exposing more truth in greater measure. George Edward Griffin, an American author and filmmaker, has been working to help people find truth. For this, mainstream media has dubbed him a right-winger conspiracy theorist. But, I have to say, what has been called conspiracy theories continues to be exposed as conspiracy fact. In a recent interview about the Federal Reserve Bank, Griffin explained the Federal Reserve Bank is a cartel cooked up in 1910 that took three years for Congress to promote under the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which put our federal government in partnership with private wealth. Griffin stated, quote, Today, the Federal Reserve Bank controls the money system. All the important elements of commerce are controlled by this private group in the name of government. It's become so powerful over the years, the roles have been reversed. The role of master and servant has reversed. Now, we come to the horrible conclusion that the government doesn't control the banks. The banks control the government, End quote. In summary, Griffin explains, the banks are the masters of the government and the people, and most people don't know it. Let that sink in. It's a slave system that isn't even recognized by much of the population. Think Matrix. Think Mystery Babylon. And then Glenn Beck, in his video, breaks down the founding of the Federal Reserve as created by a group of the wealthiest and most divisive people of the world. Beck explains, quote, These men represented one-fourth of the wealth of the entire world. The Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Warburgs, and the Rothschilds, all in one room. They all had come together to form a banking cartel so they didn't have to compete against each other. Beck then outlines their five objectives. Stop the growing competition from the nation's newer banks. Obtain franchise to create money from nothing for the purpose of lending. Get control of the reserves of all the banks. Shift the losses from the bank owners to the taxpayers. And convince Congress that the purpose was to protect the public. Beck continues, quote, The government could go to the Fed and obtain instant money without having to consult the taxpayer money created out of nothing, and then given to the government. It's loaned by the banks to you and me. And then we pay interest on it, and then the interest goes to them. Interest on nothing. Again, the Fed is nothing more than a cartel. A cartel that brought the federal government into a partnership where you and I have to answer to it. End quote. The Federal Reserve Bank is privately owned, but by whom? Good question. No one knows. We can't open their books, and we don't know who owns them. I have links in the show notes so you can learn more. And my affiliate sponsor, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is on standby to help you prayerfully decide what you need to do to protect yourself. Listen to the end of this podcast to learn how to get your free consultation with Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have to understand things have been failing for a long time according to the plans of the enemy to collapse our economy and create a one-world government and banking system. 
Even with all we'll hear to frighten us, I encourage you not to focus on the evil plots of the enemy, but the glorious promises of redemption from God. As Julie Green shared on her March 13, 2023 video, God is forcing a collapse of the banking system, the tax system, and the fraudulent government. All while, he is creating a new world system where we will no longer be enslaved. God has reassured again and again for those of us who are wholly committed to him, the collapse of the evil systems will not bring us ultimate harm. We will experience the fallout of God's judgment, but even that is for our justice. You can learn more and be encouraged by the links I have in the show notes. Now, I want you to keep all of this in mind as we hear the second part of my interview with Amanda Grace. As I've said many times, although there is so much evil and corruption in the world, don't think the church is exempt. No, there's much corruption God is exposing in the church, consistent with 1 Peter 4.17, where God states judgment begins with the house of the Lord. The second half of my interview with Amanda begins with this perspective, which she calls the second sifting of the church because church leadership has failed in providing true shepherding. She explains the second sifting has already begun, and she expects it to go into 2024. Here's my interview with Amanda, complete with her charming birds chirping in the background. True shepherding of a flock has been lost, and it's gone more to this showman Open up the gates and let whatever in to ravage your congregation. That is what we have seen, especially rise up over the past year. So a second sifting is necessary now for the Lord to prepare the church for what's going to happen in the nation. You know, I've shared with my audience on many occasions that the Bible is very clear. First Peter 4, 17 says judgment begins with the house of the Lord. It does. And God must start with the church because otherwise he'd be hypocritical. Mm -hmm. And so I know um, that we are going to see a number of well-known leaders from the Christian world that are going to be exposed. And unless they repent, they're going to be exposed. And some of those who repent will still be exposed because we're always held accountable for our deeds. And it's going to be very difficult on many, many people, especially among the Christian communities, when we see these trusted leaders be held accountable, what kind of comfort can you give to people right now? And because we're trying to warn them, we're trying to make sure that they are aware that this is going to happen. God must clean up his church first. And so we need to help prepare people for this. What would you offer, Amanda? Do not make a church higher in your life than your relationship with the Lord. Now, what do I mean like that? A, a good church is there to teach us and for us to gather and for us to be shepherded and for us to grow. But some people end up idolizing the actual church and the shepherd and they put that above God. So then when what they've built their belief on now is sand. So when that comes down or something happens, they lose all faith in God. But the shepherd had a choice. God gave them a free will. And you cannot judge God based on what the shepherd does if you don't want God judging us based on what somebody else does. And, and people have to come to that reality that they judge God a lot for what shepherds do. And that has to change. 
You know, I, I mentioned the importance of leadership right now, taking advantage of this extended time of God's exposure, because I believe the ex extended exposure of everything corrupt has been God's grace so that those who will repent, in fact, do repent. Amen. And we need repentance wherever there is error within Christendom. And that doesn't only mean our shepherds and our pastors and our leaders. It means the flock. There are there are a lot of people within the flock that need to repent. I absolutely loved your teaching I recently heard uh, about the book of Hosea. I've taught on it myself. Um, I see it as Gomer and Hosea giving a clear picture of what spiritual adultery is all about. And how many people who call themselves Christians maybe are not completely aware that they have, in fact, been unfaithful to God because of their choices and what they worship. Could you address that a little bit? Because I would really like to see the, the sheep understand the importance of our repenting so that we will be right as God moves in our midst. Yeah, the book of Hosea is so interesting because the Lord, when you are close to the Lord, when he calls you friend, he will let you experience his heart and what he feels. And so telling Hosea to marry Gomer was show, so Hosea could get a taste of how God felt that Israel had completely strayed and gone after the Baals because there was a spirit of harlotry that was after the nation. Now, Ishtar, that happens to be Ishtar's department or Asherah, who is Baal's counterpart. And so... That spirit of harlotry was taking over and alluring Israel at that time to enslave them because demons, false idols, don't want a nation's love. They don't want a people's love. They want to enslave them. They want to completely put them in bondage. See, God allures us because he's after our love and our freely choosing to serve him. It's very different. And so the spirit of harlotry was taking over at that time. It's the same spirit of harlotry that is attempted to, is making a full court press right now in the United States of America. And it is a full court press. This is a blitz right now because they are desperate because the Lord is about to move. It, it it's no mistake that we saw in the middle of this, and I'll go back to Jose in a minute, Asbury, with, with it, which is a catalyst for what's happening. It's a catalyst. That's what Asbury is. And Asbury happens to mean a fortified place. That's the meaning of Asbury. And that Jesus revolution is coming out now at this time, right before Purim as well, in the movie theaters about what happened in California in the 1960s. We are we are seeing this now for a reason, because we see the spirit of God beginning to mount a standard in this nation that the people of God who are committed are going to carry because we are the standard. Hosea, Hosea understood that, that the people of Israel were supposed to be the standard and they had faltered and they had gone after the Baals and now they were carrying the standard of the enemy. So when he marries Gomer and Gomer is unfaithful to him and he goes through all that heartache, he really experiences what God felt with Israel. And ultimately, Gomer was redeemed. She was purchased back and she was ultimately redeemed. But what happened first? She was enslaved. Because of her choices, she was enslaved. And then Hosea, as a picture of God, came and redeemed her as his wife and eventually restored her as his wife. And so we are going through this period of 
of repentance and then redemption and then restoration. And so the three R's right now, repentance, redemption, restoration. We are seeing the start of repentance and people truly gathering and crying out to the Lord and this catalyst beginning to bubble up in this nation that is going to mount the standard and leadership as well is going to have to carry this standard and be yoked by it if they want to properly lead for almighty God in the highest offices in the land. Absolutely. And another thing that I want to bring out here, and I know you can help me do it even better than I could. When God acts, things just don't happen to us. We have to align ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to repent. We have to choose. We have to make a distinction of whom we're going to serve. And when we position ourselves, then we will receive either blessing or judgment. And I'd like you to speak to the Christians who are listening to this podcast, who are beginning to realize they have strayed quite away from God. They are not wholly committed to God. They're divided. They have interest in the world and interest in God. And they're in a very, very dangerous place. And that's the group right now. Amanda, I would love you to help me reach. You know, when you falter between two opinions, when you have one foot in the world and, and one foot with God, you open up a door for the enemy to not only influence you, but ultimately lead you by a hook in your jaw to enslave you. And Israel was enslaved by Egypt because of that, because they started to adopt more and more Egyptian ways and started to stray more and more from the things of God. And it opened a door because the covering was weakened for the enemy to use Pharaoh a pharaoh had arisen who didn't know who Joseph was and enslaved the Jewish people. Why would you want to give an enemy an open door to enslave your life? If you would not give a thief access to your home, if you would not sleep with your door wide open at night, knowing there was a thief in the area, that is what you're doing. When you keep faltering between the world and God and, and, and playing the spiritual golden corral buffet that likes to be pushed out there, you take a little bit of this and you take a little bit of this and you can take some new age and you can take some Buddhism and you can take some this. And suddenly you have so much junk in your soul that truly is junk food that it affects, begins to affect your physical life. And what you have to do in this season, there's a window for this. The Lord has opened a window for this, is to shut that door and lock it so the thief doesn't come to steal, kill, and destroy and surrender your life back to Almighty God. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. He is in pursuit of his people in this season. He wants his children back. You see, there's God the King and then God the Father. With Pharaoh, and it was let my people go, that was God the Father saying, you've got my kids and I want them back. And that's what the Lord is doing in this season. The enemy has tried to enslave his kids and the younger generation, and he wants them back. And this is why we see what's happening. Mm -hmm. I like how you put that. You talked about the Lord allowing a window of opportunity for us to shut the door to the enemy. Yes. 
There is a window open right now, and, and I strongly suggest people take it and come back to the Lord. Do not judge God off of what somebody else does. Absolutely. Get involved in a deep relationship with him for yourself. And then decide. Because he'll never leave you or forsake you. His love is endless. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And he is an incredible father. So if you have found yourself fatherless, he wants to be your father. And likewise, if you found yourself feeling abandoned or orphaned or victimized in any way, yes. that all of the answers can be found by completely surrendering our hearts and our lives to Jesus, not only Jesus as our savior to keep us from going to hell, but Jesus as the Lord of our life each and every day we walk on this earth. Amen. Yes, amen and amen. It's my hopes that uh, my work will help bring more people to truth. I, I know you are doing the same thing on a different way, a different level, but I appreciate all that you do, all that you bring. And every time you're on the program here, I know my audience is blessed by the kind of wisdom and prophecy that God is doing in and through you. Is there anything you'd like us to know about what you have up and coming for your ministry work that we can show our support in whatever way we can? Well, let's see. On March 23rd, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma for Clay Clark's event, the Reverse Davos event. And I'm going to be speaking there. Uh, and of course, I'm going to be at Reawaken America in May in Miami. But April 20th, I'm going to be doing an event at Jackson Lawmeyer's Church, I believe, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are still confirming this, but I think this is true, and we will announce this with Sean Foyt. Wonderful. So I've been asked to do that. So I think we're going to do that in April, and I believe the date is April 20th. All right. Well, I'll have some of those dates and the information on my show notes so that my audience members who want to support you or follow you or meet you perhaps in person by going to any of the events that are open to the public, that they can do so. Thank you. Thank you very much for all you do. And I look forward to having you back on the show. You know, I'm, I'm thinking things are really going to reach a crescendo here by the end of April. And I would like you to help us decipher what we will be experiencing over the next few weeks once we get through it. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. I pray we all take heed to Amanda's warning to repent, recognize, and uphold God's standard in these upcoming days, because only then will we experience the full redemption and restoration God wants us to enjoy. To help you, I have an assignment to further encourage you and help you get through the difficult days ahead. I want you to read and meditate on Psalm 91. The whole psalm, from verse 1 to 16, is exactly what we need to get deep in our hearts to experience the confidence and joy Amanda spoke of, which is the justice of Yahweh. To make it easy for you, I have a link to the Bible Hub's English Standard Version for Psalm 91 in the show notes. I also have links to the various places where Amanda said she'd be speaking in the near future, so check it out. Maybe you can be there to support her. Also, for your convenience, look for the link to both Pastor Kenneth Hagen's book, The Believer's Authority, and Eric McTaxis's book, A Letter to the American Church. Both books Amanda referenced with part one of this interview. By using the affiliate link you'll find in my show notes, you'll get Amazon's price and you'll help me at the same time. Also, because the topic is very pertinent for today's episode, consider getting a copy of my book titled Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. 
Use the link to get it through my web store and then use the promo code I'll share in just a minute so you can get a 20% discount on your entire order. Next week, I want us to explore the significance of Purim, Passover, and Easter, and also Pentecost. This season of Hebrew feasts began on March 6th and will continue through May 28, 2023. I and many others believe this will be a heightened time of God's intervention since he so often visits his people consistent with the Hebrew feasts and historical events. And for the future, should you have a topic that you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. I hope you recognize my complete dedication to you each week with all I bring with these podcasts. If you've been blessed by my work, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books and products and services or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I try to support you in all ways possible and especially in light of the current economic trends I want you to know about and make a point of connecting with Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and valuation of the dollar is of concern. Dr. Elliott was recently interviewed by LT of And We Know, and I highly recommend you watch this video to learn about the reality of our world, our nation, and our economic future. You'll find a link in the show notes. If you've been thinking about contacting Kirk to learn what you can do, now is the time to do that. Use my link in the show notes to support this ministry and get the real help you need. Dr. Kirk Elliott offers free consultations to learn about your personal considerations to decide what might be a good strategy for you and your financial goals. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team using the link in my show notes. When you do, be sure to tell him you learned of him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get credit for referring you. And when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. They have a wonderful program complete with support to help people lose weight by following their version of the keto diet. I encourage you to at least visit their website to learn more using the link in my show notes. I've also been proudly promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders that include poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I'm personally taking the supplement, and I can tell you I've been around a lot of people who've had COVID, and I have not been sick. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB for Faith to Live By and you'll receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose to subscribe, you can receive a 10% discount each and every month. As consumers, we think we have thousands of choices, but the truth is most everything we purchase is controlled by only 11 corporations, all of which have bought into the woke narrative with all of its oppressive evils. So I want you to remember Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to also. 
Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer brands are in this country. So, instead of supporting corporations who work against us, let's support American-owned and operated smaller businesses who truly have our health and welfare in mind. Use the link in the show notes to learn more about Operation Tomahawk. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider financially supporting my work? I welcome direct contributions, but they are not tax-deductible, so anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed for you, or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn about the products and services available through my ministry work. On the checkout page, you'll find a button to click to make a donation. And don't forget about my own multi-award-winning books available from my web store. The series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, use it at checkout, and get 20% discount on your entire order. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacted you and what you are now doing in response to the equipping you received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new member, you can choose one of three gifts in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 